0: Visit TimeshareExitTeam.com and learn your options. All right, look at Wall Street now. The Dow up six on the day. The NASDAQ climb nearly 15, and the S&P up just about three.
1: The news is brought to you by LifeLock. The drive home can be more relaxing if you're not worrying about identity theft or malware attacking your Mobile devices introducing LifeLock with Norton comprehensive protection for your identity and devices. Join at lifelock.com Use promo code RISK to save an extra ten percent off your first year. Next news seven o'clock. Breaking news at once. Start to David Len Berman and Michael Riedel in the morning six to ten tomorrow morning. I'm Jeff McKinney seven ten W O R an NBC News radio station. Still at seventy and the time is six oh six.
0: Now you're in the W O R Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete here's
1: Sal Licata. Oh, we fired a warning shot last Monday. Letting the Mets know that they better get their act in order otherwise it wouldn't be pretty come Monday 605. Now, while it certainly wasn't pretty as a matter of fact it was an awful week. Uh, outside of last night it was a miserable week and you you lose two in a row at home to the Orioles. I mean, that can't happen. I First of all, when I did the show on Monday, There's no way I ever envisioned being here a week later that the Mets would have lost both games at home in the Orioles. So, obviously, that was a bad start to the final week of me holding out hope for the Mets. Then they play the Yankees after the off day. No Cespedes, no Syndergaard. You know by now, obviously, what happened. I don't think, though, it was as bad as it could have been. Results-wise, yes, going 1-4 and in those five games against the Orioles and Yankees, not very good at all. But I think when you look at how it happened, sometimes results may vary, and it's not the be-all, end-all. And when you look at how it happened... I do believe that there are reasons to hold out hope for the Mets. Now, I'm not sitting here with my blue and orange glasses on drinking the Mets Kool-Aid. I, I don't, I'm not a fan like that. Okay. I grew up a Mets fan. I do root for the Mets, but I'm not that nuts. I'm, I'm saying this. I'm being positive and more patient because I actually believe that the team can get it turned around. Now, I've been saying that for a long time. I mean, you heard me pick them to win the division. So I'm not ready to give up on June 11th when, if I've held out this long, I might as well go down with the ship. I'm going down with the ship this year with the Mets. I'm not jumping off. I'm going to ride this one out and let's see where we end up come September. Because I think there's more positive to take from that Yankee series series then negative. I mean the Yankees are the best team in baseball and the Mets since the first uh, you know 12 and 2 or 11 and 1 are the worst team record wise in Major League Baseball. And yet the Mets somehow went toe to toe with the Yankees losing the first two games heartbreaking fashion which has been a theme for this ball club this year, is it not? I mean they know how to lose. They have ripped your heart out with these losses. And I know they've played bad baseball for a long period of time here. I understand all that. I'm not foolish. I still don't believe this team could go win a World Series, certainly. I mean, I do sound foolish even saying that they can maybe contend for the division at this point. I get all that. But, I mean, they have been so bad, historically bad, that it has to be an aberration because it's not just, it's not a lack of talent. It is a lack of production from guys who have talent. Guys who have produced at the Major League level. That's the reason they've been losing these games. Those guys aren't producing. It's not because they're an awful team or because they don't have the horses. Because you look at their starting pitching numbers, it's been as good as anybody else in Major League Baseball. And that is certainly something to hang your hat on. And they did it again against the best offense in Major League Baseball with the Yankees. Degrom brilliant gets beat late by Gardner. If the Mets could ever score a run, they'd win a game. If they had another arm in the bullpen, they'd be better off. Mats good against the Yankees, makes one mistake, and then the Yankees come back and win the game. Swarzak runs his mouth, uh, or, you know, before the year, like he's big, bad, tough Anthony Swarzak, and he gives up a home run, which anybody could pred- could have predicted to Aaron Judge. But you get beat by Aaron Judge, one run game or whatever. That, uh, to that point, that happens. DeGrom pitches his rear end off again, gets beat by Gardner, home run, happens. And you go out there in against all odds, beat the Yankees' best pitcher, one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball last night in Luis Severino, and you do it with Seth Lugo shutting down the Bombers. So when you look at the series, it was not quite the mismatch that it was on paper on the field. Mets actually played a decent series. Need to be better, certainly weren't perfect, but they didn't play an awful series. And I think it gives you some hope that they didn't get embarrassed, they didn't get bludgeoned, they didn't get swept. And I, I, I Honestly, there's a part of me that hates me right now for even saying that, taking the silver lining in the weekend, which was otherwise lost, or the week, which was lost. But you have to step back and think big picture here. It is only June 11th. The Mets have been hurt. They've had a lot of bad luck. They've had a lot of underperformers on that roster. And things will eventually, at some point, turn around. Now, will it turn around to a point where they win the division? I'm not so sure anymore. Will they be 500? I don't know that. But I will say that it's going to turn around to a point where it's not, they will not be the worst team in Major League Baseball. And that's what they've been playing like. For the last seven, eight weeks. And I think once you get the offense going, and we'll get into the specifics of how that's going to be possible, because there are plenty of ways to do it. Once you get the offense going and you start to feel good about yourself there, the pitching will be there, and now you have something. I think it'd be way worse if they were hitting. Let's say if average, you know, average-wise, not not hitting, you know, scoring runs like the Yankees, but you know, scoring three, four runs, whatever it may be, and they weren't getting any pitching. The pitching is there, and that's without Syndergaard. The pitching is there. You need the offense to come around. There are ways to get that to happen. We know the roster is a mess, the 25-man roster. Mets started to trim the fat a little bit last night, getting rid of Adrian Gonzalez, getting rid of Jose Lobaton. Now, it's not a matter of just getting rid of those guys. And I liked the Gonzalez signing at the time. I don't think Gonzalez was much worse than what we expected him to be during the year. But right now, he doesn't fit. If everybody was healthy on this team and everybody was doing their job, Gonzalez would have been fine. Nobody's doing their job. They're not healthy. And Gonzalez, you cannot take up a roster spot with Gonzalez in the slump that he's going when he's a one trick pony. A guy's going to bat at the bottom of the order, give you a professional at bat, uh, every now and then. And that's it. Can't run. His fielding has fallen off a little bit over there at first base. There's no, you can't have him. See what Dom Smith can do. I know he's not great, but you at least see what he could do. And then eventually you have Wilmer Flores play some first base. Maybe when he gets back healthy, he takes the bulk of that starting first base job until they decide to make that the pseudo DH spot. You don't have a DH in the National League, but you do have a first base spot. And the Mets have that open to where it could be Bruce playing first base because you're not taking Nimmo out of the lineup, right? You have Nemo Conforto, Cespedes eventually in the outfield, and you have Bruce playing first base. This opens that door to where they cut bait now with Gonzalez. It won't be as difficult after Smith gets a little bit of a run here to prove himself, and if he doesn't, then boom, Jay Bruce is going to play first base. Maybe years down the road, Cespedes decides to play first base. Who knows? But first base for the Mets is going to be essentially a, a DH spot. But they're starting to trim the fat, and there's a long way to go. We'll get into Jose Reyes. We'll get into other roster moves, other potential deals that the Mets should be making. Maybe one even with the Yankees, but not the one that you've heard everybody talk about. I still think it's asinine to even consider trading Jacob deGrom or Noah Syndergaard. But there are other trades to be had if the Mets choose Choose to do so. And they should be. They should be trying to improve and improve ASAP. Enough is enough. Time to get serious here. You're going to try to win games or not? I think that's the frustration to a lot of the fan base is that it doesn't seem like the Mets' priority all the time is actually winning games. Winning games now. Well, it's got to be. Can't just keep running them out there and hoping for a different result. Need a shakeup. Gonzalez, lobatone that's a start, but it's a minor start. They need a lot more than that. But it's still possible that they can do that and they can save their season and give you a little bit of a run. I know it was tough to lose Friday night to the Yankees. I know it was tough to watch that happen again on Saturday. It was beyond that when you watched them struggle with the Orioles last week. But all it takes is one good week. Forget Cespedes right now. And we'll get into him as well, but forget him right now. Two game series with Atlanta. Less daunting than maybe the three game task that the Mets are normally faced with. Or the four game series last time to the makeup game. Just go beat the Braves in two straight games. They won one game. They win another tomorrow. And maybe another one after that. That's three in a row. That's what we call a winning streak. It has happened before. Eight hundred three two one. Zero seven ten eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Just getting started here in the sports zone. We got two pairs of Mets tickets to give away throughout the course of the show. I'll do some NBA Finals stuff as well as that happened Friday night. I didn't give a chance to give my take on it just yet and talk about how lame the Warriors and Kevin Durant are. But we certainly got plenty of Mets to do. I want to break it down specifically. Seth Lugo should he be a starter or reliever? What roster move should be made next? Is too much being made of Jose Reyes? Michael Conforto, should you send him him down? What about Yoenis Cespedes? At this rate, it's Sounds like David Wright might be back before Cespedes. How about even the Yankees? Should they make a big deal about Gary Sanchez struggling? And we, we you know, we looked at the Yankees up close and personal this week. If you're a Mets fan, you don't watch them that often. You get to see them three straight games. You saw how dangerous they can be, but you also saw a lot of guys struggling in that lineup. Maybe the Yankees are in need of a, a little bit of a trade uh, as well. So I think this series with the Mets, this Subway series, is exactly why people get so ticked off. Because they're close. They should be much better than what they are. They're close. They're losing these games in heartbreaking fashion. They're close to being a good team, but they've played awful baseball consistently for so long. You're just waiting for them to eventually get out of it, and they haven't been able to dig out. How much of that is on the manager? That also had 800-321-0710. It's Salacata in the Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710WOR.
0: You're in the WOR Sports Zone. And for Pete, here's Sal Lakata. All right, you guys, let's listen up. We won a game yesterday. We win one today. That's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before.
1: It has. Let's see some hustle. Yeah, jack
0: it up a little. That's right. I
1: got a feeling things are about to turn around for us. I love it. Let's get going here. It's about time. The season has been a waste to date. I mean, the twelve and two start. You get all fired up, and then they can't even win a game since then. It feels like it has happened before. Isn't that fantastic? 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Mets will go on a big road trip here. Two in Atlanta, four in Arizona, and four in Colorado before returning home. Maybe this is just the thing that they need to get right. Go on the road, start winning some ball games here. And look, they started to trim the fat we talked about last night with, a dribble, not a dribble, Cabrera, with Adrian Gonzalez. Um, Adrian Gonzalez being dismissed. Jose Lobaton also being dismissed. Dominic Smith will come back up here, as will Ty Kelly. That's, I mean, look, it's nothing to be excited about. Ty Kelly coming up and Dom Smith. I mean, maybe you want to see Dom Smith and see if he can get it turned around. He hasn't been exactly performing at the minor league level. So I wouldn't be that thrilled about him, but at least it's better than watching Gonzalez. So you already know what he is at this point. Now, the Mets have a lot more to do as far as trimming the fat goes. You can't have multiple 25th men. I know they're hurt and they get a little break. So Cespedes... Flores, and by the way, you hope as Drupal Cabrera is not banged up uh, significantly. I know it's the hamstring last night, which is why he was out of there. You hope that he doesn't have to go on a DL because then you're very thin. Even thinner than what you are. But they need to add some Major League depth, the Mets. I don't think it's that difficult or unreasonable to think the Mets should go out there and try to add some Major League depth. Not trade DeGrom or Syndergaard, but add Major League depth. How many 25th men are you going to have? Is Batista, is it fair to call him a 25th man at this point? Probably, right? Is it fair to call Jose Reyes? I mean, I'd probably be doing him a favor by calling him a 25th man at this point. Luis Guillorme, 25th man. Ty Kelly, 25th man. Dom Smith is not going to be a 25th man, but you hope you get some kind of production from him. How about the pitching staff? All right, I can live with Peterson, Rame, Seawold, Swarzak. Robles should not be on the team. So maybe when Familia comes back, Robles is the one to go. Syndergaard comes back, maybe Reim is the one to go. Trimming the fat. The other thing they need to seriously consider is trading from a strength. And that would be the starting rotation. Seth Lugo is a starter. He should be a starter. Enough. We know it. Now they know it. Seth Lugo's got to start. Every fifth day, you gotta put him out there. He has been your second best pitcher behind Jacob deGrom. He's got to start. Well, Sal, what are they gonna do with Jason Vargas? You're not gonna move him in the bullpen, you're not gonna cut him. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, because they made the foolish decision to sign Jason Vargas for two years sixteen million, you're stuck with Vargas in the rotation. So I ask you, who would then be the odd man out of the rotation? The answer? Zach Wheeler. And I'm not moving Wheeler from the rotation to the bullpen. What I am doing is looking to trade Zach Wheeler. And everybody's talking about the Mets should trade with the Yankees and the Mets should trade Syndergaard and DeGrom. How about the Mets trade Zach Wheeler? I'm sure he's got some value. You're not looking to get back three great prospects. You're not getting back Glebar Torres or Miguel Andujar. But maybe if you work out a deal with the Yankees, you could get something back. Yankees got major league players playing in the minor leagues. Whether it's Ronnie Torres, whether it's uh, Brandon Drury. I mean, the Yankees got a bunch of guys. And they could even maybe part ways with Neil Walker, who all of a sudden would look great again in a Met uniform. Any of those three guys I just mentioned are significant upgrades over Bautista, Ty Kelly, Jose Reyes, Luis Guillorme. And I'm just, and that's just there. I'm not even talking about Wheeler necessarily for those guys, but I'm talking about that's the deal, type of deal, the Mets should be looking for. Well, what about trying to go get JT Realmuto from the Miami Marlins? Why can't they be involved in that one? The Nationals can get uh, Realmuto, but the Mets are going to stand pat? Well, because they love Devin Mazzaracco or, or Kevin Plawecki. Give me a break. Upgrade. And it's going to take more than Wheeler to get him. Why not trade Wheeler Plus and try to make a bigger package, a bigger deal? That's what this team needs to do. It is time to start weeding out the minor league players on this roster and bringing in major league guys. And Wheeler has been good this year. Trade him now while his value is decent. Move Lugo to the rotation. You can live with Vargas as the fifth starter and get by like that. There's got to be a balance. If somebody gets hurt afterward, so be it. You can't plan for that. They've had too many starters for way too long. They need balance. Wheeler for some major league everyday player. That's what they need. Or players. Even if it's bench players, I don't care. It would be an upgrade over what they have right now. Cespedes' news, probably the worst stuff that happened this last weekend. Ready for him to get back, and then obviously the minor setback. He's got to go down to Port St. Lucie and start training again. Whatever. I mean, you can't. You know what? Have the guys that are here actually do their job. Frazier did a nice job this weekend. You got to get, you got to, you hope that his dribble is not seriously hurt with that hamstring. Got to get Bruce and Conforto going, and if they do, you won't miss Cespedes as much. But it's the combination of not having Cespedes and Bruce and Conforto aren't doing anything, so that's the problem. We already know it, but they still have the guys here to where they could make something happen. I am not giving out hope yet. We'll address Jose Reyes and his roster spot specifically. Told you Lugo belongs in the starting rotation. Love to get your thoughts on that. I mean, I like him out of the bullpen, but that's if... Remember, the only reason Seth Lugo started the year in the bullpen was because the Mets didn't have any room in that starting rotation. That was when Matt Harvey was here. They didn't even have any room for Zach Wheeler. Well, Harvey has since departed, Wheeler has come up and pitched well, and Vargas has been terrible. And Wheeler, you know, Wheeler, I don't know if you could trust to be what he's been recently. That's why I say trade him now. You get two choices as far as I'm concerned. Dump Jason Vargas or trade Zach Wheeler. So which one to you makes the most sense? You can get something back by trading Zach Wheeler. And you could live with Vargas being inconsistent. You hope to get five innings, no more than two runs every fifth day from him. You could live with that as a fifth starter. And being that you just paid him two years, 16 mil, might as well ride that out. At least through one year. Plus you can add by training Zach Wheeler to your ball club. And slide Lugo right in, and you have enough arms in the bullpen. You know, assuming familiar is going to come back healthy and it's not that significant. You got Swarzak back now. That helps. Who knows with Ramos, but they could add somebody. going to need to get a lefty in there as well. I, you know, Look, Blevins can't get it out, and Blevins will be out tomorrow. Don't forget Jerry Blevins joins Pete every Tuesday at 610 during Mets on Deck. But it'd be nice to see uh, Blevins actually get somebody out this year from the left side. And if he doesn't, you know what? Trim the fat. See ya. Get somebody else in here. And a lefty that can actually do his job. But it's time for them to start making moves here. I mean, what are they going to wait for? We know that Alderson is as patient as, as, as they come here. What are you waiting for? Six games under 500 here. That's a long haul back. Matter of fact, I know I'm being overly optimistic and holding out hope and being patient here that their season's not over yet. But if they don't survive this road trip here, and, and you look at a road trip where you're going to Atlanta, Arizona, and Colorado, not easy. If you don't survive that, and you can't even imagine, you know, surviving it is one thing, but even if they had a good road trip, what do they get? Five wins out of it? Five and five, maybe six and four? That'll pick up two games on being under five hundred. You know, they're they're gonna be under five hundred for a while here. It's gonna take a while. They might be under five hundred by the all star break. They've dug themselves such a hole right now, I could understand why fans are waving the white flag. For me, I'm too deep in. I got to stick with it and go down with the shit. Hope that things get turned around here. But you, they can't just stand around and watch. I mean, they got to start doing something. Make some moves. You hope that the gonzalez Lobaton was the first sign of that. They got to get it changed in a hurry. And I know that they're talking about winning and not talking about trading anybody else and, and blah, 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 blah. Moves need to be made. I mean, they got to start doing something now 800-321-0710 we'll get to your calls on the other side we have plenty of tickets to give away two pairs as a matter of fact one next hour one in the 8 o'clock hour uh, a lot to do we'll address Jose Reyes as well as your calls on the other side 800-321-0710 way too much is being made about Jose Reyes it's Sal Licata in the Sports Zone filling in for Pete McCarthy on the Voice of New York 710 WOR this is the WOR Sports Zone filling in for Pete McCarthy here's Sal Licata We'll get into Michael Conforto, whether or not the Mets should even be discussing sending him down. Again, Jose Reyes, I think way too much being made of him right now. Your calls is 800-321-0710. Kevin, why in the world do you want to trade Jacob DeGrom?
0: All right, well, I'm either, I'm a, you got to be all in. You got to be one way or the other, whether it's, whether it's competing or rebuilding. We're like, we can't be stuck with. Halfway, so I, have, I I'm gonna, So one side of it is trade to Grom and rebuild, or why don't we go get Machado now and do what it takes to actually keep him next year? Do something that actually makes the team better. Trading Zach Wheeler, what are we gonna get? A fifth outfield for him?
1: What are we getting? No, but Zach if you, Wheeler? if you package something, see, I like your idea, Kevin, of getting creative, of going and trying to get Machado now, but here's the problem with that. If you do that, now you're giving up area. Let's just say they are willing to part with Rosario, right? Because they're gonna sign Machado or they wanna assign Machado. Now you have potentially Wheeler, Nimo Rosario and whatever other minor league players that could potentially be available in a trade to acquire somebody else, and they could go get Real Muto and then sign Machado in the offseason. Well,
0: yeah, I agree with that, but I, I mean, I don't think Real Muto is a is a even a remote
1: possibility. Why not? Why not, Kev?
0: Because who are you going to trade?
1: They don't want Zach
0: Wheeler. They don't want Matt. They want young pro- prospects that are going to be coming up in a year or two. They don't want. They don't want guys that are already here. They don't want a two hundred and fifty batting Rosario.
1: no well, you don't know. You don't know that Rosario was a top prospect in baseball a year ago. You don't think they would take.
0: Listen, you could trade him for Machado because Machado's price tag to be low because he's going to be a free agent. You're, you, I mean, I would be asking for the, if I'm the Marlins, I'm asking for as much from another team as I would be asking if I'm the Mets and I'm asking for De- DeGrom. Like, why am I giving up? the be- basically one of the best catchers in baseball for uh Rosario, Wheeler, and 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 something else. We don't have what it takes to get him.
1: I'm not so sure about that, Kevin, and thank you for the call. I'm not so sure about that. As a matter of fact, we had Adam Fisher, former Mets front office member, um, from I think two thousand three to two thousand and sixteen or seventeen, whatever it was. He was there almost fifteen years. So he knows what it's you know, the ongoings, the the inner workings of a front office, and I posed that trade to him Saying, if I'm the Mets and I want Real Muto, I'll give you Wheeler, Nemo, Rosario. He thought I was way overpaying to get Real Muto. So I, and my whole point in bringing those three up, which I knew it was overpaying potentially, but the whole point was that if the Mets want Real Muto, they can get him. The idea that of anybody, oh, they don't have enough what it takes to get him. They don't have enough. Everybody's got what it takes. Everybody's got a price. Now, you may not have exactly what that team wants necessarily, but I do think the Mets in this particular case would have enough or would have what the Marlins want. Then it becomes a question of are you willing to part with what they want. That's a different story. But I think the Mets should be looking to make a trade to add to this team, not looking to trade Jacob DeGrom and blow it up. You trade DeGrom for what? Some unknowns? And then what? Who's going to pitch? What happens when Wheeler blows out his arm or he can't find the strike zone again? I'm telling you, they should have traded Wheeler years ago. I'm talking years ago. At least five years ago. Maybe even longer. I forget the exact timeline on that. Yeah, maybe 2013. They should have traded him then. Now they have an opportunity to do it again. He's finally pitching well. He's in the rotation, been healthy, getting better. Trade him now. Julia, what are your thoughts? you like the pitching the last three weeks or what?
0: Uh, yes, I think they're doing great. And the other day was mentioning the underperformance, and I feel like every year we hear the same words about significant underachieving for the team Reyes is on. And the Blue Jays were like under five hundred with Reyes, but made it to the ALCS the following two years after they got rid of him.
1: Oh my goodness, the Reyes. Is this the Reyes guy again calling back under a different name? He sounded, he had a different voice. Yeah, that's all right. Producer Mark has been duped, as we all were. Uh, This guy, in case you are not familiar, and I'm hoping you're not, uh, unfortunately, creates, I I mean, at least 50 accounts. Twitter better be careful because they're going to run out of accounts and and new names because this guy continues to create handles and tweets anybody who says has ever said anything about the Mets at all and tweets him about how Jose Reyes is a virus and he's horrible and nobody's ever won with him and blah, 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 blah. And then he tries to call and talk about Jose Reyes. What what I want to know is this. When the inevitable happens and the Mets do move on from Jose Reyes, what is that guy going to do with his life? Seriously, what is he going to do with his life? He's not going to have anything. Oh, speaking of Jose Reyes, Nick feels uh, strongly about the Mets needing to get rid of Reyes. What's up, Nick?
0: Hey, Sal. Listen, Jose Reyes, at his, at his prime at the time, he was great. No question about it. Now, time has come. We won our 11-game winning streak. And now, what is he doing now? Nothing. What did he do when we had our 11-game winning streak going? Nothing. Yeah, he's okay. Played, made a few catches. Got on base a couple of times and score. You talked about trading. You talked about time to go. It's time to go and get somebody to fill his spot. You
1: know, Nick, I'm glad you called with this, and I had a feeling we might be getting some calls on Jose Reyes. I've yet to give my opinion on that, and I will do that in a little bit. But here's my question to you, Nick, as somebody who wants to get rid of Jose Reyes. What exactly is that going to do to improve this ball club?
0: If we could get somebody out there, Somebody that's not a superstar, but somebody that can get on base, couple more hits,
1: younger. That's the key word. Well, who do you, what do you think they're going to do? They're, they're going to cut Reyes and they're going to go with Guillerme. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's not going to be about adding somebody else instead of Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes was signed back foolishly, incorrectly, but he was signed back to be the 25th man on the roster. We all know that that hasn't panned out. But does, Jose, does Jose Reyes have a significant impact on this team one way or another? No. Okay, and that's that's the point, and thanks, Nick. That's the point. Now's where I'll give you my take on Reyes. Too much is being made about Jose Reyes. We get it. He's terrible. I mean, I went on a rant when they signed Reyes, because I think I was on live that night. I couldn't believe that they signed Reyes back for $2 million. I couldn't believe it. Maybe it was the next night. Maybe it was live on SNY TV when it happened. I couldn't, I just assumed that they were bringing him back at the major league minimum. Cause who, nobody else would pay Reyes. Period. Nobody else would pay him more than the major league minimum. And to be honest with you, he, he wasn't even getting the major league minimum from anywhere but here. So not only did they incorrectly bring him back, they brought him back from more, for about a million and a half more than what he deserved. Now, this is a franchise that obviously has not been spending foolishly or recklessly for many years here, right? It's about trying to spend it wisely. Do you think spending a million and a half more than you had to on Jose Reyes was a wise decision? The answer is no, it's not. Anyway, we move on. Reyes is the 25th man on the team. He has stunk. He has been asked to do a little bit more because of the injuries as of late, but even in the beginning... In a pinch-hitting role, a pinch-fielding role, doesn't matter. Pinch-running role, wherever he has gone, he hasn't done anything but hurt the team. Errors, getting picked off, stupid plays on the base. I mean, one thing after another. Drawing the ire of the fans. And I understand that he stinks. I told you he stunk before they signed him. We all knew that. But what is the big deal as if releasing Jose Reyes is going to make this... Oh, finally, Jose Reyes is gone. Well, now what? It doesn't matter. It's insignificant. Jose Reyes is insignificant. The idea that they need, you know, they're worried about the press conference and wanting him to retire and wanting him to go out, right? I mean, that's foolish, too. We understand that. That should not be priority. I mean, it, you they get nice points, right, for being nice about it, at least yourself in his shoes or shoes. you're gonna get released from a job or fired from a job and i've been there before if you're gonna do that you like it to be done as nicely as possible i don't remember getting a press conference or retirement uh, option when when i was kicked out the door so they're nice about it but ultimately it's got to come down to winning ball games so yes we all understand that the mets can do better than jose reyes Right now, when you look at this team, the roster, they have about eight Jose Reyeses. Maybe eight's a slight exaggeration, but you get the point. There's more than enough 25th men to go around on the Mets. Matter of fact, if you're around Major League Baseball and you're looking for a 25th man on your roster, call up the Mets. They got plenty of guys. They got plenty of guys that could help you out. But the idea like cutting Jose Reyes is going to save the team or make them better is absurd. It's insignificant. Insignificant. Doesn't matter. You're going to watch Luis Guillorme instead. Now, I like Guillorme. I mean, for his role, for what it is. Or you're going to watch Ty Kelly instead. These are the guys we're talking about here. A, A roster in the major leagues should only have one of those guys. I mean, a roster that's actually trying to win games, not like the Marlins or whatever. One of those guys. So, yeah, we all know Reyes should be cut. He should have never been brought back. Where was this ire when he was first brought back outside of yours truly? Where was it? I don't remember all the articles and all the fans calling everybody saying, this is ridiculous, $2 million a year for Jose Reyes. I remember myself saying that. I don't remember anybody else saying that. Certainly not to this extent. As if releasing Jose Reyes is going to actually do something. Still does nothing. It's insignificant. Team's got a lot more work to do. A lot more moves to make. They release Reyes and Conforto and Bruce don't start hitting. Who cares? So get off of Jose Reyes. He'll be gone in, in due time. It's not about Jose Reyes. It's about almost everything but Jose Reyes. You're talking about the 25th man. 800 321 I don't understand it. I don't understand how so much can be made about Jose Reyes. 800-321-0710, 800. They'd be better off getting rid of Jay Bruce and get somebody to take his place and produce the way that he's supposed to be producing. Guy, Jose Reyes is not supposed to be producing. That's the whole point. You could find a guy that could, I mean, Luis Guillorme or Ty Kelly, they're going to be equivalent to Jose Reyes. I don't know what fans were thinking. What well, they think? Jose Reyes was going to be 2007 again? Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Eight hundred three two one zero seven ten. Your calls on the other side. Mets tickets to give away. A pair next hour and a pair in the eight o'clock hour. Plenty more to do in the sports zone. It's Sal Acada filling in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York. Seven ten W O R.